the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Ticket giveaway this break. Ticket giveaway this break. Whoa. Italian budget woes resurface after the government says it won't retreat even a millimeter from its plan for a 2019 deficit of 2.4% of GDP. That pisses off the EU officials. You don't want EU officials pissed off. They're like that guy from the movie Taken. You don't want him mad at you. Like the Hulk. You don't want him mad at you. Facebook is in the news. Well, Intel's leading markets higher today, which is kind of nice for the Dow component. Facebook's in the news today as they continue to stumble. Stock's not really crashing, but it's also not really recovering. And 160 seems to be a very interesting area, and today it's at 160. Deutsche Bank. They're saying the company's 2018-2019 estimates. Uh, we may need to be a little more cautious on this. And basically, Facebook has disclosed that it's discovered a very serious security issue. Um, I hate using Facebook myself. It depresses me. It discourages me. But with that said, if Facebook goes through like another <clears throat> 12 months of going sideways or something, six months, nine months, I would consider it to be a more interesting scenario because it's kind of said we've gone sideways now for a long time and you know that we've, we've had hacked problems, privacy issues. I consider it. Drop the the. Just so anytime I see um, forced situations, it always concerns me. Um, for years and years and years and years, I've said I'm kind of discouraged by what I'm seeing as far as women on corporate boards. There's no diversity. And don't forget when Anita Hill was put in front of the Senate, there was two female senators, and now that's a number's greatly improved. Um, so when Ender Nui steps down as CEO of, of Pepsi, I'm like, oh, what the world needs now is not another love song. They say the United States, not the United States, the United States. Um, they say that the world was built in, uh, man built the world in seven days, but women refined it in one. The United States. Thank you, Donald. Um, so California passed a law mandating that every publicly traded company based on based in the state of California will need at least one woman on the board by the end of 2019, and as many as three by 2021. Now, impulsively, you go, that's a great thing. But if it's misguided in the way the rules used, it could do more harm than good. Uh, first of all, there's going to be an onslaught of lawsuits challenging the rule. Um, there's going to be better ways to make progress, in my opinion. Uh, it's not a moment. It's it's uh, it's not a movement. You know, the most serious issue is California's law could turn out to be unconstitutional, and that bothers me a little bit. The state legislature's own analysis warned that it would likely be challenged on equal protection grounds. And that means the bill uses, which is essentially a quota, which could be difficult to defend. Uh, a lot of people. 
look back at Martin Luther King and say, not like, we don't need quotas. We just need fair chances. Um, and I'm not an MLK person in any way, shape, or I'm not a scholar in any way, shape, or form, so I'll drop it right there. But uh, a lot of people believe that you set back causes uh, by forcing the issue on a legal standpoint. So, anyhow, I'm digressing. Rob's political moment is over, over, over. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about my other next thought. Free tickets. Who doesn't like free tickets? Winning. I've already given away, I've already given away Disney princesses. Woo! Now, if we can get Disney princesses on, on motorcycles, it would be heaven. But we got the next best thing. Four tickets to Nitro Circus, Circus, Circus. Coming to San Jose on Thursday, October 11th at the SAP Center in San Jose. You can jump in on the action by going to SAPCenter.com or even Ticketmaster.com. Nitro Circus's biggest moments and some of his most notorious crashes have come from the mind of Travis Pastrana. He's a sports icon action figure in real life. Pushing the envelope is just another day at the office, but Pastrana also had the uncanny ability to encourage his fellow riders to go big or go home. In some cases, despite their better judgment. Awesome. Now, with the 2018 You Got This Tour, Travis and company will ramp up the shenanigans with the greatest, craziest, funniest show in Nitro Circus history. 800-516-1220 to get these tickets. Previous winners are excluded. People with a name of Daryl. No, Daryl could win today. Winners receive four tickets to see Nitro Circus coming to San Jose Thursday, October 11th. SAP Center. 800-516-1220. It's a scary time. A scary month on Wall Street. It's actually historically a pretty good month to be an investor. So go ahead and whip out your phones and check your 401k balances and rejoice, in theory. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's always ways to bet against the market. And I think there's some importance to that, but I don't think there's an obsession with it. I don't want to time the market up or down. During the first half of 2018, four top performers, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, were responsible for 84% of the S&P 500's return. Some people would say that if they lose momentum... The market's coming crashing down. But if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. You're not going to find a lot of short funds, funds that think the market's going down, bearish funds, that come out winners on a year-over-year basis. Um, and I'd just be cautious on that. Like You can be in your head totally right about something, and you could actually be totally right about it, but that doesn't mean it's going to go the direction you want it to. L Brands, Victoria's Secret's down 50% this year. And you go, what? What? What's wrong with America that we're not buying lingerie anymore? What? And I think Victoria's Secret has a style of lingerie that is people are drifting away from. Um, I don't know. I Again, if I, you think I'm a love doctor, I'm not. You think I'm a family doctor, I'm not. You think I'm a lingerie expert? Not so much. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. <laughs> Do we miss him? Do we miss Barry White? Do we get enough Barry White with Ally McBeal? Was that when he's hit his peak? Chevron could be an interesting investment. <laughs> 
Chevron could be an investment. If someone likes Barry White, who knew? Uh, and ConocoPhillips, uh, not so much. Your date, ConocoPhillips, has been a big winner, but that's telling you Chevron has some opportunity because oil prices have been stubbornly moving higher and higher and higher. Um, cue the Van Hagar. The Van Hagar will go higher and higher. So some analysts are saying, okay, the whole sector is going to go drift higher. And the ones that have already drifted higher, let's not avoid, but let's pay attention to the ones that are underperforming. It's kind of an investment philosophy. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Robert from San Jose won. Hopefully you enjoy those tickets. Square shares. Got another upgrade. I've been talking about fintech for a while. $115 price target now. Consult broker rise for taking any stocks ever mentioned on this show. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Oh, this is complicated times. And I can tell you that if you want to send your love questions, I'll gladly take a, a shot at them and give you answers. Because not only am I a doctor of money, but I'm a doctor of love. And neither accounts are true. I'm not a doctor in either. But I play one on TV. Got an email from someone who said, my boyfriend. I know, I know. My boyfriend wants me to pay half his mortgage's rent. And calls my desire to buy property and escape home. <laughs> Um, when I was growing up, and my, my direct issue, like when I came to California, um, 20 years ago roughly, I remember seeing people living at home. I'm like, hey, you want to go grab some beers? Like, yeah, let me check with my mom and dad, see if it's cool, if they better take the car. I'm like, what? what? You're 35 years old. You're 30 years old. Say what? And now it's just much more of a normal thing. We'll talk about, you know, adult children living with their parents. But the boyfriend-girlfriend thing is always kind of interesting, especially when there's a divorce um, or and there's property from that divorce or there's um, kind of a first-time love where one person has more money than the other. It's important to be able to talk about money. And um, when you do, you can't get upset about it. Um, the email talks about, you know, my home is finally selling after divorce some years ago. I'll clear just enough profit to potentially make a down payment to buy another house. Some small fixer-upper to secure my future housing needs. I have a smaller but consistent work income. Um, and my current boyfriend, a genuinely sweet and kind person, owns his own home. We've discussed our future, and he wants me to move into his house now that my house is sold. And you can kind of see where it starts to getting a problem. that She wants an escape home, in his mind. Um... He feels that it would be fair if she pays half his mortgage as rent after moving in. She would feel more secure if I purchased a home while still living with him and then marrying him, prior divorce, blah, blah, blah. You kind of get it, right? This is where I am not an expert. And I have to tell you, you know, protect yourselves on some level. Good job that you fell in love again. Uh, you have to know that you can be a stakeholder in your own future. You've given your boyfriend several reasonable alternatives, including setting up a bank account where you both invested. That's a good idea. Paying half the mortgage makes total sense if you signed a contract where you get one quarter of the entire value of the house in the event you break up. You do a contract. 
if he's paid off 50% of his mortgage, then, you know, this could all be written down in terms that make sense. If you have the courage to talk about it. Right now, single women account for 18% of home buyers compared to 7% of single men. Um, versus 65% for married couples. So when you start doing that boyfriend-girlfriend buying property, it can be a problem. Um, I did that once, and you know, I, I quit claim deed it. I, I took her name off because she was going to be paying none of it. Um, and it was out of state, and it was just literally like, ooh, I just made an investment for you. And that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so you have to have the courage to talk about it, right? And get some stuff done in contracts and writings. Amazon raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, their minimum wage. It's really tough to put a finger on, you know, how do you explain that story in an intelligible way that uh, changes people's worlds? Well, you know, take a look at Friday, the jobs report, right? And then take a look every now and then what the average salary is, and you could kind of see that Amazon's becoming a pretty darn big employer, a lot like Walmart. And, um, you know, it's all good. It's all good in the hood, so to speak. It's... um. It's going to create a little wage inflation, and it'll put more pressure on some companies that don't have that ability to scale up wages. Uh, it'll put pressure on them to either automate or you know, retain better employees or do something, right? So four out of five American adults, four out of five parents, provide some type of financial support for their adult offspring, and they spend twice as much on them as they do saving for retirement. And that makes me want to, you know... Scream Kelly Clarkson's name out really loud, as in the scene from the 40-year-old virgin. Um, it's mind-numbingly, disturbingly painful. That, again, when you have a child, it's a beautiful thing, right? That choice is going to cost you somewhere between a quarter of a million to a third of a million to get them to 17, and probably another quarter of a million to get them to 21 through college. And then you start seeing parents helping out with rent, vacations, and weddings. You know, down payments for cars and cell phones and things along those lines. So four out of five parents provide some type of financial support for their adult children. Should that be you? Again, I'm neither a love doctor nor am I a a parental units expert. Um, But 37 support food and groceries. 22% 22% of parents help support cell phones. 30% help support car expenses. 22% schools. 23% help support vacations. 13% help support rents and mortgages. And the numbers are even higher when paid in full. Not always, but usually. Like rent and mortgages is higher when paid in full. And as a parent, you want nothing but the best things for your kids, I hope. But keep in mind, you're being taxed on it. And your kid's getting that money tax-free, too, typically. My advice, open up. Be frank about what you can and cannot contribute. Show them your budget, your expenses. Um, I see a lot of entitled children. So I believe in lending. Don't give. And then maybe if you want to, it could be a forgiveness of the loan later. Um, but again, this isn't really my area of expertise, Ask for help if your child moves back home. They should help with utilities, groceries, maybe a small rent. And I, I can already hear some kids screaming, you know, dirty words at their parents. You know, blah, blah, you. 
you and dad have so much money and I had nothing. Like, I, I, can, I can hear that, right? But I guess this segment's kind of about learning to talk to your loved ones realistically about money. And I just, I don't see enough of it, to be honest with you. And uh, is it upsetting? No, it's not upsetting, but it's of note. We note it. Um, Tesla says it's getting slammed in China because of tariffs. Cars cost 60% more than competitors. GE shares uh, were up, then they were down after Moody's puts credit rating under review for possible downgrade. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Um, Congratulations to Indra Nui. Last day as CEO at Pepsi. I think she's one of the most important female CEOs of all time. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is that pudgy piano player doing a duet with Regina Spector. And uh, she's a piano player, too pianist um which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes but what i love about that when she goes he goes you don't know me and she goes i think i kind of want to learn how to talk like that that's that's close that's close i don't have vocal fry i want to have something that's meet mine yeah it's really close Anyhow, where did the show go today? It's almost over. <laughs> did he talk about pudgy singers? That He did. I'm sorry. Anyhow, and anyway, stock market talk, huh? Indonesian leaders are stepping up the hunt for survivors as the quake toll passes 1,200. There's not a lot to say about that, in my opinion. There's a lot to think about there, but not a lot to say about you know, there's obviously disasters around the world, and you should have a disaster kit in your house, and you should be prepared for a financial disaster. But with that being said, I'm not going to you know, jump on top of 1,200 dead people right now and say uh, you know, vacations are dangerous, homes are dangerous. Like, I just think you should be prepared for worst-case scenarios. And that's not glass half empty. That's uh, a preventative measure. As best you can. 800-516-1220. Each calls in there. You know who I hate? Billionaires who, who say their biggest mistake was. Okay, you're a billionaire. Now you're going to tell me what your biggest mistake was. There's a buy and hold investor named Ron Barron. He says his biggest mistake was not investing in Amazon. I didn't invest in him and Jeff Bezos. How could I miss it? You, well, you're a billionaire. You're not a super-powered investor. Like, aliens didn't come to this planet and say, you're going to have the mind power to invest in nothing but winners. Now, he's obviously done well, so you listen to him. Like, you, you don't... There's nothing to lose from paying attention to billionaires, especially ones that, you know, buy stocks and hold them a long time. Later in the morning, Ron Barron said that, you know, he invested in Tesla, and he thinks they're going to be a trillion-dollar company by 2030. $20 trillion in revenue. Yep. So we have a new 760-mile-per-hour vehicle. Hyperloop Transportation Technologies, HTT. The CEO said he hopes to have a full Hyperloop up and running in three years. That will go at 760 miles per hour. 
So Hyperloop, I believe, is the best way for me saying this. Is Do you remember back in the days where you would work in a mailroom or something like that, and there's those vacuum tubes that you would stick something up, and then like, whoa, where did it go? There's a lot of that going on in it, I believe. Tied towards magnets to help levitate and propel pods through large tubes at speeds of more than 700 miles an hour. Ooh, exciting. I actually like the idea of getting to L.A. in an hour, 10, hour, 15, versus six hours. I know. You say, I don't even like going to L.A. L.A.? I don't even like L.A. I just so badly hope they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yasiel Puig. <laughs> I'm not going to say punk, because that has the wrong tones to it. Punk, 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 punk. He was dancing the other day after a game and with his shirt off, and I'm like, yeah, that, that kind of looks like me. Kind of looks like my body. I see where he stole it from. The dude is cut. But yeah, baseball starts. And uh, baseball has to start. You know how baseball can get better? And this is this segment's dedicated to Ross. Man I've worked with for many, many years who loves baseball. Baseball has to expand the playoffs. Not six teams, not eight teams. We need to go to 12. Because last month month and a half, no one's been interested because so many teams are out, are out of it. I know you're saying, Rob, you fix love, you fix families, and now you fix baseball? I'll send you my bell later. Yeah, that's a good one. Goldman Sachs believes Netflix subscriber base will continue to soar. I know, Netflix is an interesting company. What I love about this um, commentary is that Goldman Sachs is saying people are underestimating how fast Netflix is growing. And, you know, I've been toying with you and saying, oh, this is going to be the year I cut my, my uh, cable. Take off, you hoser. And I can tell you that my boys and my family spend more and more and more and more time watching Netflix or YouTube at a tremendous rate comparatively to what we're doing with network television. Me and a friend were talking the other day, and he said, hey, did you watch that uh, show manifest on NBC and I acted all appalled and offended I'm like you think I watch broadcast television you think I watch a legacy no is it on Netflix <laughs> and it's uh, the reviews are awful it's never good when the reviews are that kind of bad Goldman Sachs believes Netflix subscribers growth will continue to soar Forecasting 30 million net ads in 2019 versus expectations right now of 25 million. And what's going to happen when Netflix, you know, finally starts policing people and using multiple passwords? You're allowed to more than you think. Like with cable, they're like, oh, no, you need another box. Oh, no. So cable has to start giving away those boxes for free or something. So um, Netflix audience transitions from television, in-home viewing towards mobile, out-of-home viewing. Its subscriber pool should skyrocket at large. Emerging markets like India, where they may not have the Sunday night get at home, sit on the couch, put your feet up on a uh, stool, have corn chips, a bowl of corn chips ready, and a, a PepsiCo, Pepsi, Cola. All I want to do is go home, sit on the couch with a bowl of, of corn chips and a Pepsi, and watch TV. And India may not have that. Russia may not have that different countries may not have that like definition in television that maybe you do or I do. So the analyst is saying 
we see a lot of upside. We see a 12-month price target of $470, 23% upside. Do you trust him? Trust him. Or are you saying, it's already had such a big run, I don't know. Scientists have discovered a new object with orbit that hints of farther out super Earth or larger planet X billions of miles from Pluto. Okay. I have no opinion on this. But there's something called Planet X or Super Earth out there. The object was discovered as part of the astronomy's ongoing hunt for unknown dwarf planet. Planet 9. I still say Pluto. Pluto is a planet. But that's my opinion. Telescopes in Chile, Hawaii, and Arizona are finding thousands of small bodies on the solar system's fringes. Because Earth 1.0 will end. And we one day will be a TV show like Lost in Space looking for a new planet to live on. Are you with me or are you against me? You have to choose a side because this is a civil war of what happens to the world. Bald eagles. I once saw a bald eagle fly down, swoosh down, pick up some sort of um, maybe mole or something, maybe a rat, maybe some sort of beaver. I don't know. Take it up in the sky, and then you're like, no, don't drop him, don't drop him. The, the mole thing's going, oh, don't drop me, don't drop me. Oh, and he got dropped. <laughs> Nature's cruel. Nature is cruel. Um, but tech is, too. There's a big um, consensus out there that jewelry makers are losers this year. You know why? Stop and think for a second. Stop and think for a second. Why is jewelry going to be in trouble this year? In large part because people are going to be using, buying the Apple Watch that just came out, which is a little bit skinnier, a little bit nicer, a little more desirable. So that's out there. Apple devices could make a lackluster holiday season for the jewelry sector. So they're always going to be tied together at this point in time. Apple introduced three new mobile phones and an Apple Watch earlier this month. The Apple Watch starts at $399 with GPS, $499 with GPS and cellular, but can reach about $1,400 you get the special edition. So that's kind of in everyone's Christmas budget, kind of, I think. I don't know. E-commerce sales are expected to climb to $128 billion, $134 billion. Ooh. 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 Um, so companies like Fossil, they're a big watch company, and Movado, um, as well as Signet Jewelers. I'm not going to say short them, but Apple's eating your lunch. I know you're saying, seriously? Apple's eating my lunch? Roku is a stock we've been talking about for a while. It's tough to look at it as a long-term investment because the competition in the industry is so tight. Amazon, Facebook, Google, Verizon, AT&T, everyone wants to be a streamer. So Roku's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and analysts are bumping their numbers up ever so slightly. Now analysts are starting to say they're big enough that someone should consider buying them. Interesting, right? It's an alternative to Netflix. Will it be a CBS or Viacom? Will it be a Sirius Satellite? Will it be Apple? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Kind of doing a show, I tried to tie it to my dad investing in me, and then maybe my kids, and I think I utterly failed in that, which is okay. I hope there's been some entertainment value in it, regardless. 
So taking one last crack, do you know, you've heard what modern, port, you've heard the term modern portfolio theory. You've probably heard CFPs talk about modern portfolio theory and the Monaco simulator tell you how not to lose money in a stock market. Do you know when modern portfolio theory was, was created? 1952. And that's why it ain't so modern anymore. A lot of people think they're diversified when they're not diversified. I own way too much big tech. I've been riding the big kahuna surfboard for a while. I'm like, bonds, schmons. I don't need it. I got my large cap tech. I got my small caps. I got my flippy floppies. They all correlate with the market in different ways. And you'll every now and then you'll hear about non-correlating assets. Maybe publicly traded REITs would be an example about that. But keep in mind, modern portfolio theory didn't save your hiney in 2000 or 2008. Everyone lost money. I remember it was so bad in 2000 that I was like, I'm not going to open these paper statements that come in the mail anymore. I don't want to see how much money I've lost. And then in 2008, I'm like, I don't want to open these emails that have my statements on PDF anymore. It's like the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? If you went to go see your cardiologist... And he goes, I'm going to do open heart surgery like we did in the 1950s. You'd probably be like, um, excuse me, I'm out here. So you got to change with the times. Doctors do too, right? A lot of technology going on it. Number of publicly listed companies is down by almost half from its peak in 1996. So we're not as, I'm not going to say as greedy, but as egregious might be the right way. I want you to get retirement. I want you to know that your hard-earned dollars are working for you in capitalist markets and low-cost capitalist markets. I can see a day and age when the investment advisor is a different player. Costs are coming down. People are realizing computer algorithms could do probably what they do. But then we go back to the 1929 crash or the 2000 crash or the 2008 crash. And we go, I'd rather have a human holding my hand than no one at all. When you get a big crash, our government responded with the 1940 Investment Company Act where it made companies more liable with their portfolio holdings, their compensation, their financial statuses, their information. So I prefer stocks over alternative investments. I'm not against alternative investments, but alternative investments include real estate, commodities, private equity, hedge funds, and more. I think you have to have a lot of money to own real estate as investment. You can say your house is the best investment you ever made. No, your house is a liability. You, you pay on it on a monthly basis. It is nice that you're paying yourself rent. Then there's another category out there of guaranteed income that you have to be really careful on. Nothing's guaranteed. If, you, if you're following me, nothing is guaranteed. I like looking at the big events of the years, and I showed you where the 1950s, I tied it towards Silicon Valley and Sputnik and the space race. The 1990s, when I grew up, it's not lost on me that we launched the World Wide Web, the Deb Deb Deb, and the information age arrived. And you would get your information on Hollywood from AOL, not necessarily from the television anymore. If you wanted to know what Jennifer Aniston's haircut looked like, you can go to AOL and find it because there was a Jennifer Aniston like area. The hypertext documents. Do you remember hypertext documents like as a thing? You're like, what does that mean? But the 90s, we ushered in the creation of all things digital, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Whisper, and it connected us in different ways. In the 1990s, we got the Rodney King verdict. And the L.A. riots tore the nation apart. What do we got today? The NFL national anthem protests? You got a couple cops that tend to shoot unarmed people. Kind of more things change, more they stay the same, right? 
In 1990s, we got the Oklahoma City bombing, Oklahoma City bombings. And suddenly the word terrorism really hit America for the first time. And I could be wrong on that, but to me, it really hit America for the first time. And we've been a different country ever since. The way we build buildings, the way we do security, the way we do checkpoints, it became national consciousness. And first world trade bombing was pulled off by a handful of Muslims. Oklahoma City caused by two Americans, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols. 1990s gave us Bill Clinton, probably the rise of the smooth talking president. He was youngish. He was cool. He got stuff done. He wrote out a scandal. He was charismatic, very calculating. He knew how to use the media with, with no slick Willie. There would probably be no Donald Trump. We'd be still in career politician mode. I know you're saying, are you call, are you making fun of the president by calling him Slick Willie? I'm not. But in the 1990s, we got Newt Gingrich, and he, he represented the right. He brought the right back, the conservative America, which we're hearing more and more about today. So rap music started a huge debate. Hip-hop, my dad hated it. He, he hated it. If I came home playing hip-hop, you would have thought I, I, oh. And today, we still have a debate over race, class, and censorship. In the 1990s, we saw the real world Pedro Zamora get HIV and pass. All on TV. Kind of changed the way we thought about TV, right? Seinfeld was all about friends who are single and in their 20s. Now we look at millennials who are single in their 20s. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm Rob Black, talking history. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.